Today on the Video Maker Podcast, our guest is Tony Schnur, aka Thick44 of Neebs Gaming. Neebs Gaming is an improv group, essentially, that makes gaming videos on YouTube. Their channel has 1.9 million subscribers and over 700 million video views. Uh, recently, their channel was hacked and taken offline, and uh, they've recovered. So uh, we're having Tony on to tell us a story about what happened with that whole event. Um, before we get started, I just want to give the announcements up front. So first off, obviously, if you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it, we would love it if you subscribed and went over to iTunes and gave us a five-star review. This is a new podcast, and that, that kind of thing really helps us get off the ground. Um, secondly, we just published Creator Handbook. All the recent articles from the most recent digital edition are now up on creatorhandbook.net. So if you're interested in running a YouTube channel or a Twitch channel or any kind of online um, media, then check out creatorhandbook.net. So with that, I'll say let's skip the ad and get right to the interview. Welcome to the Video Maker Podcast. I'm Mike Wilhelm, and with me, as always, to my right is Nicole Lajeunesse. Hello. And to my left is Chris Monlux. What's happening? And our special guest today, Tony Schnur, a.k.a. Thick44 of Neebs Gaming. Hi there. Uh, okay, let's jump right into it. So, Tony, maybe uh, just to start, you can give our audience who uh, has, you know, maybe not heard of Neebs Gaming, what, what is the 30,000-foot uh, the view? Like, who, who is Neebs Gaming, and what, what is your role there? Oh, wow. That's a, okay. So <laughs> Neebs Gaming, we do cinematic comedic videos uh, within video games. So we're a gaming channel and uh, we add a bit more production value than most gaming channels. I'm not, you know, dissing any other gaming channels, but uh, we add sound design. We, we usually have a spectator where we can get cinematic shots and make it look like a movie or TV show. All right, and the reason, like, we had you guys here, um, not only, um, you know, Chris is a big fan of, of your guys' channel, but also um, you guys were recently hacked, um, and I don't know, I don't know if it was a catastrophe or, or, or what, you guys are back now, I guess, so, so what exactly happened there? Well, we have an editor, and I'm not throwing him under the bus, but uh, we have an editor, he has his own uh, channel, and uh, somebody reached out to him with a sponsored deal that seemed a little too good to be true, they're like, hey, would you want it? Uh, review any of this editing software or it, it was like photo editing software and he jumped right on it he downloaded the link and uh, when he downloaded that link he was logged into our account and that link had malicious software and they took everything over and um, so that's how we got hacked and we believe it, it a lot of the language was was in Russian I don't know if it was Russians I'm not saying anything. I don't want to be targeted. <laughs> uh, Russians, I'm sure, are great people. But uh, that's all I know is, yeah, it was like a Trojan virus. It took over our account and uh, all our credentials. They were able to log in, uh, get rid of all the account managers, and transfer partial ownership over to whatever company that they had. And they started running some sort of Bitcoin scam video that was uh, that was streaming on both our channels. So we have Neebs Gaming and then Hank and Jed was our first channel where we had a lot of animation. We all started in animation. So how did you guys uh, find out that you're hacked? Like wh who found out first and uh, what was the initial reaction? Uh, who found out first? Or how did you find uh, out? Well, well, I think it was the community. Like it was pretty early in the morning and I, I got a notification on my phone that said, Hey, someone tried to log in from this IP address. Was it you? And I chose no. 
thinking that because there's five of us on the channel, technically eight because we have three other editors, that somebody might have tried to log in. But I, I just chose no. It was just a regular Google notification. But um, but then I started getting a ton of alerts on the phone. I, I'm, I run all of our social media as well as um, you know one of the editors and, and one of the actors on the show. But um, our community jumped right on it. And they're like, hey, what's going on? I think you guys were hacked. All your videos are gone, which they weren't actually gone. Uh, they were just hidden. So they didn't delete the, the videos that were there, thank God. But yeah. we do have a backup of all those, which, um, yeah, you should. If you're a creator, have a backup of everything. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, uh, that morning I uh, I unsubscribed because I was like, "What's this crap? Like this Bitcoin? I don't. I didn't subscribe to this." <laughs> right. And then you, I you, you and a lot of identity, people did. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> when I and then I got the notification on Facebook, probably from you, uh, and I went, "Oh crap! I gotta go back there and uh, resubscribe." And then uh, just like this live video of someone trying to get me to click on a link, but uh, that's so. Then so you guys found out what, once you lost control. How was how was it getting a hold of YouTube? Oh, it's it was it was difficult at first. So we we do have an agent, and he does have a contact over at Google. So he was able to get me some sort of communication within 24 hours, which is rare. In the past, when we've tried to contact YouTube, uh, it's been hard to get a hold of them. And in their defense, they have so many creators, they have so many things going on. I'm sure it's hard to respond to everybody. Yeah. Um, and. So from the time we actually spoke with somebody at Google, um, it took about four days to actually gain complete control back over the channel where we could um, continue. No, we got the channel back, and then a couple days later, we were actually able to upload videos um, as we weren't able to before because there were a lot of people reporting that this was a scam. So it blocked us from uploading content. Hmm. Uh, so it was yeah. about a four-day four day, uh period of communication between us and YouTube. Uh, big credit to our community who put a lot of pressure on them. And, uh, you know, obviously, it's easy to complain about something when something goes wrong. But but you have to take into consideration the other guys. Google's a huge company. They have a lot going on. And, uh, and we just try to be patient with them and work with them best as we could. And they were, they were pretty good considering how many people they have to deal with. You know, yeah, totally. and I'm sure there's a lot of hacking um, attempts every day with every mm -hmm. other channel. And uh, yeah. you guys just happen to be a big one that uh, let's hope they, you know, would want to respond to that. But uh, you, so you guys, um, did you get any community strikes or anything like that from YouTube during the process that you've had to deal with since? Or was YouTube just allowed you guys to take over the channel again and, and as if nothing happened? Well, the community strikes happened during the hackening is what they called it yeah. uh and and that restricted us from uploading content even after we got the channel back so there was a process with that for a couple of days where they had to remove those community strikes and allow us to upload content again but but everything's fine now and uh you know it it seemed like a catastrophe a catastrophe at the time but i i figured it we could probably turn a negative into a positive by informing others of what not to do don't open certain software make sure you have you know a lot of like two uh, the dual authentication yeah. and um yeah the biggest thing is uh, also some some feedback to youtube because someone was able to immediately gain partial ownership of our of our channel hmm. which if I think that should be a 30-day process. If you're a creator and you allow somebody to have, 
you know, partial or full control of your channel, there should be a review in place. And I know that might be a lot of paperwork or, or red tape for YouTube but and Google, but I, I think it could prevent a lot of these problems in the future. So when you guys first found out, uh, were you um, were you guys all freaking out? I mean, like, was it like this is this is your guys' livelihood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in, deep inside, I knew that, you know, YouTube has kind of a time machine where they can, you know, take things back to where they were, almost like a save button in a video game. You just save to where you were before. Reset, yeah. Uh, but um, you freak out and then you don't. You, I think you have to maintain some sort of composure, you know, rally your community, yet don't go in there with pitchforks and torches yeah, no you know, demanding that YouTube do whatever you want. It's just like, hey, bear with us. Yeah. Don't click on any links. Don't watch these videos. We're going to be back. Uh, but but a lot yeah a few of us were freaking out pretty hard. We um we heard of a uh, just about a week before it happened uh, another creator but only had about sixty thousand uh, subscribers but it worked years to get that uh, and uh, they just ended up restarting their channel and I, I feel <laughs> like that seems like oh a, my god uh, a, yeah, like you, get a hold of YouTube but I don't know how much YouTube cares about a, a small channel or not especially if you don't have like a direct line like you said you have an agent so that was probably really helpful you already have like a mm -hmm. connection there whereas a lot of creators are just they sign up and they start their channel and that's kind of it that's their only connection and it also must have been reassuring to have another way to reach your community outside of youtube like how do how do you feel like your facebook and twitter accounts uh factored into this yeah we stay very engaged with our community on all social all social media um that's one of the biggest reasons we have such a positive community because mm. we we interact with them. We know their stories, and, uh, and they know ours. Uh, yeah. th it's so the communication is is constant, regardless of con content going up or not. We're always, you know, wondering what they're doing or asking them about things that they would like to see from us. And and when you do that, and you're constantly talking to them, they're going to hear you. They're going to spread it. And it was uh yeah, it was a godsend that they were able to to be on board with us and not just, you know, hit the unsub button and run away. Right. You know, I wonder, uh, considering how YouTube has really moved in the direction of, you know, algorithmically um, showing people videos rather than relying on the subscription feed page, that if you did have to start over, like how much time it would really have taken to build back up to where you were, you know, like would people who have watched you, um, you know, um, religiously just have found you in your new channel, whatever that was, and, and then you would be back into everyone's um, algorithm, you know, in their, in their homepage again, as it was, you know, as it is now, like if you could, you could have a bunch of followers who never watch your videos. Um, and even though you're showing up in the subscription feed, but, um, but if they're not watching your videos, you're not on their homepage, then Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like you're getting views from those those people anyway. Yeah. So I, I wonder if right. if uh, for a channel that has, um, let's see, you guys are at like uh, 1.9 million. Um, you know, if your if your followers would just sort of organically find you again without even trying, just through the algorithm. It's hard to say because I, I think YouTube has an ever changing algorithm, and yeah, yeah, it's right. hard to guess where it's going and what what it's doing. I think a lot of times. And I'm just guessing YouTube wants you to see the content that it wants you to see. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it's hard to say without actually being in that position. Yeah. Um, and you would hope that they would find it. 
you know, when, when you talk about knowing your audience and knowing your subscribers and knowing everybody who's, who's logged into YouTube and has a YouTube account, you would say, okay, I know you, you should watch this and, and do it within good faith of what that person actually wants to watch, not what YouTube wants that person to watch. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot of elements hard. of like, you know, um, other people who watch the same types of videos as you do also watch this other channel, um, mm -hmm. which makes me think that, you know, perhaps that there's there's overlap between your channel and other channels where, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in in sort of that the way that works, you know, they, they would find that um, that uh, that that crossover ends up making its way back to the homepage um, regardless. Mm -hmm. But 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 either way, how 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 much are you guys affected by the hack today? Like, are you seeing the ripples of, of the hack in your, hmm. in your analytics? Not really. Uh, I, I feel like we're, there, there was a dip. There was definitely a dip, obviously, when we, we weren't uploading content. But I think because of the social inter interaction that we had, we actually grew socially, and then we're hmm. right back up in no time to where we were Maybe even a little bit better. Uh, yeah, last time I looked, it was a little bit better as far as like watch time. Mm. Um, and I think when you, again, it, it's a negative into a positive. When you generate a buzz, isn't this was you know definitely not a stunt or anything, but <laughs> it, it it generated a buzz in it. And and I think maybe some of those dormant subscribers caught on to it and were like, hey, I, you know what? I haven't watched those guys in a while. Maybe I'll you know jump back in. Yeah. And and we actually saw some of that. Uh, interaction with in social media on Twitter a lot, where people were like, "Oh my God, I couldn't can't can't believe you guys were hacked." I actually haven't watched you in a while, but I'm watching again. I'm binging on, you know, your GTA series or Seven Days. Yeah, it, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it seems like uh, it would there would be a, a group of people who would be incentivized at that point to go, "Holy cow!" You know, you YouTube can take away this feed of mine. Um, you know, overnight. And when I say YouTube, I mean just sort of all the things that happen on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And that if the environment. it's possible, I guess, that YouTube, you know, could have chosen not to help you or something. But, but at any rate, there's an incentive there to say, okay, well, I guess if, if I really care about these people's content, I better follow them in other places as well. In case this happens mm -hmm. again, I'll be up to speed. So you guys were also yeah. hacked on uh, Hank and Jed, is that right? Yes. So was the process the same there? Did you guys have the same amount of subscriber loss? Uh, I know that, I mean, it's not terribly active on Hank and Jet anymore, right? Right. Well, uh, we had some subscriber loss um, and we weren't so concerned with that channel. The biggest thing we were concerned with is getting the, um, the videos off of there that were, that were streaming all the Bitcoin scams. Yeah. Yeah. That was important to us because we didn't want any of our community to watch it and then buy into it and all of a sudden... You know they've lost their farm uh but yeah you you saw a loss there didn't really see too much new action uh because we don't draw a lot of attention to it we're not very active on social media with hank and jed even though there's tons of content on there that we think is really great um we just mostly focus on neebs gaming because i mean that's what's relevant right now. Well, and that's and you guys yeah. shifted uh, to Neebs Gaming from Hank and Jed, right? Just in the idea of mm -hmm. uh, the amount of time it takes to produce a video. Is, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the you know YouTube doesn't reward animation anymore. Yeah. So back in the day, you know, you'd make pretty good money off of animation on YouTube, and not so much anymore. And the amount of time, energy, effort, money, all that stuff that goes in animation, you're you're 
putting all this work into it and you're getting very little gaming very much the opposite even though we do put more work probably than anyone i've seen yeah. on youtube as far as into gaming videos right. um you get you get a much larger reward out of it uh, monetarily and uh you still get to be creative are you guys seeing um that you know the the extra reward that you get from the gaming channels that happened because you're able to put out uh more videos um you know uh, on a regular basis or is it really like each individual video actually performs better than an animated video uh well it's both so we're able to produce more everybody puts out a video so everybody on the channel edits something and puts out a video so we're able to crank out a lot of content um it's also long form content so with that long form content we're able to put mid-roll ads in there and so those are going to perform way better than any you know five minute animated thing that we do even if we brought back uh, probably our biggest series battlefield friends um it would probably make a, a, a 30 minute or even 25 minute arc video would make more money than a battlefield friends video yeah well, and take have, a fraction of the time i guess yeah right you have the yeah. advantage of yeah. being able to be that consistent which i you know the algorithm seems to like the, con mm -hmm. the consistency of it in addition to like just a larger audience searching for arc videos for instance or minecraft videos or whatever mm -hmm. it's really smart i, I i've been incre incredibly jealous of uh gaming channels for the sake of yeah it's like uh, i'm gonna uh, pick the game uh, of the day uh and uh i'm gonna do something in it and i can play it for an hour and i just made an hour's worth of content and uh i'm gonna go have dinner uh whereas you know the the it producer for the video is like i'm still planning the video i haven't even shot yet yeah. uh you know <laughs> and uh so it's it, it's it seems to fit really well and uh, i think you guys are really smart to to make that shift obviously um but it's uh i mean that's what brought it was the sound uh, design that first brought me is like i'm like they sound like they're in a cave <laughs> that's awesome you know and just the little things like that i'm like this is this is more enriched uh you know the, just even to like you know uh, you have an establishing shot like yeah. oh i know where the scene is happening and it's it's cool that you're able to integrate the storytelling stuff from I, I mean, I mean, I assume that's part of the motivation for wanting to do animation mm -hmm. is storytelling and and find a way to still do that in an efficient way that works for the platform. That's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, and it's funny because uh, whenever we go into a video, it, say it's arc, we'll have some goals. We don't really have a beginning and end. It's like, well, I want to do A, B, and C, and we just kind of play and see what happens. Usually, each recording is on average hour and a half to two hours, mm -hmm. and then we'll hand it to the editor and it's about a, a week turnaround time for him to just cut it do all the sound design uh all the magic that goes into it but it's funny because because like people think that it's scripted and it's just us improving to situations and actual re we're reacting because we're not that good at playing <laughs> these games so usually you know bad things happen which makes great content it makes right. good drama and, and yeah, yeah exactly so as you guys are recording for you know two hours or whatever how much of that ends up you know on the cutting room floor uh well uh average arc video is around 25 minutes so we record for you know hour and a half a lot of it ends up on the cutting room floor oh, okay so you guys aren't taking an hour and a half or two hours and making several videos out of it but that's uh, no, that's to make no, one video that's a full one recording an hour and a half is one video 
because you guys go from from scene to scene you is it typical to do uh i mean it's and for you guys it's like a setting right like it's like you're doing something and that's the scene do you move on i mean do you guys have to redo it often do you do often different takes like that wasn't funny we're gonna do it again or well we don't do different takes if something doesn't happen we just kind of move on from that um yeah, it's not it's not anything where it's a different take. It's just like okay, nothing really happened here. Let's just move on to this and and see if something happens. Um, yeah. Usually we have an A B story, so one group will do their thing. The other group's kind of waiting in a safe spot on the map somewhere. And uh, once the first scene is done, then those people will hold. We go to B story, and so on. And and what's the reason that you do those at separate times? Are you all in the same room? Is that or all in the same room? So yep. if you had separate rooms, you could do it all at the same time, I guess, right? Or do well, not periods. really, because we have one spectator. So okay. spectators getting all the all the cool shots, right? And since we have one, he's got to bounce back and forth. Luckily, within all the games, uh, yeah, all the games that we do, they're pretty much able to teleport to different parts of the map. That's convenient. Um, okay, so I actually have a couple more questions about the logistics here, but um, before we get to them, I want to just take a quick break, um, and we'll be right back. For years, Video Maker has been producing quality video training to help you take your video skills to the next level. Now you can access it all from a Video Maker Plus account. We've got courses covering everything from learning how to navigate your camera with our course on camera controls and settings to learning about color grading or even how to start a video business. Video Maker Plus has something for you. The VideoMaker library is split into four levels. If you're just starting, try our inexpensive starter level membership, which gets you access to essential video training and a digital subscription to VideoMaker magazine. For the most professional training, go all the way up to our professional tier membership, which gives you access to our entire library of training, which covers advanced concepts like running a video business or becoming a documentary filmmaker. Plus, the professional tier is the only membership with access to our popular webinar recordings. Plus, right now, for a limited time, you can get the professional tier of VideoMaker Plus for the price of the creative tier. That's $100 savings. Sign up at videomaker.com slash springdeal. That's videomaker.com slash springdeal. Okay, we're back. Um, so, you know, regarding the recording logistics, um, you know, this is really like a performance, right? You guys aren't um, necessarily just, uh, you know, playing games like people normally would. Um, mm -hmm. So how does that work while you're recording? Do you have someone who's literally like playing the role of director and, you know, as you're doing something, they'll make a decision like, okay, now let's go do this thing and we'll try to make something happen over here or, or is it a really yeah. collective effort? Yeah, usually um, the, whoever's running Spectator is the showrunner in a way uh, and and they'll let us know okay i'll probably cut right here you guys hold we'll move on to this group so spectate the whoever's running the spectator cam is usually acting as the director makes sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and and you start out with like a like an organized you know i don't want to call it a script but a kind of a script like an outline of first we're going to go try this and then when that's done we're going to move on to this other thing or, or is it really more free-flowing? Uh, yeah, we just have goals. Okay, this is my goal for th today is to tame this dinosaur. God, I, I feel weird saying that because <laughs> in, my, in my 40s, I'm no, like I get talking it. about taming dinosaurs. Uh, but, but no, it's, it's just a list of goals. And whatever happens within there is hopefully the magic that gets put into the videos. And sometimes 
you just don't have that great of a recording, which you rely on the editor to punch up a few things to to make it better. But most of the time, there, there's never been a case where I won't say never, but there's hardly ever a case where we record and it's like we can't we can't use this. Nothing happened. This was terrible. Mm. It's, so um, you guys don't. Um, yeah, I mean, you're really an improv group is really mm-hmm. that plays video games and so but you guys didn't set off to be an improv group so have you how's the process been uh learning your roles you know is is did you all start with the yes and uh thing or uh you know how, how do you guys play off i mean obviously you know each other well but um i'm sure that interaction is has been something you've had to learn over time huh? actually that's how it started everything that we've done has been improv going back to our animated series Duralius and associates that um, that was a um, animated series, kind of a parody of Dungeons and Dragons, Lord of the Rings. And we would have an outline and we would just go with it. There was no script. And we found that doing that, there were there were just there's much more gold there with the interaction with our group. We know each other and we really knew our characters and how they would react to one another. And and that sort of transgressed into the other shows that we've done. Battlefield Friends with this was the same thing. We never had a real script. We did a feature film where we just did an outline and <laughs> um, and just went with it. And we were able to cut it. It's messy a bit, but um, but it works. So you guys it's are just how we, we've been doing this from the beginning. So then you you'd be animating to the uh, improv then, right? So the, yes. the, the the improv comes first and then the animation would come after that. That's that seems difficult. Well, we would we'd get audio lock on something. So we we'd, we'd have a bunch of takes yeah of uh of scenes and then we would cut it down to what we thought was tight and good and then you animate to that. Hmm. So you you just cut it down to about a 5-minute video. It's as long as you have like a a good audio lock and you don't have to go back and do anything. Right. Then it's pretty easy um Dralis and Associates and even and I think Battlefield Friends as well. That was two weeks turnaround time for everything. So from the start of audio to animation all the way to a finished product. And that was a big credit to uh, Brent Triplett or Neebs uh, <laughs> because he animated most of those. And he, I mean, it's just like 110 hours a week. He's yeah. He's a nightmare to deal with. When he's animating, though, we never want him. To, we we joke all the time. We never want him to animate again, <laughs> even if it's a ten-second opener for a like a car commercial. I don't care. Like I just want him to be happy. Yeah, that's an intense turnaround. And, yeah, but, I can but see why that, it took that, that workflow long. was insane. Yeah, I mean that's only a week longer than uh, South Park. I mean, and South Park's got a huge machine with all sorts of money behind it, and you guys are doing it, and uh, it'd probably be in topical as well, which is uh, that's pretty crazy. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you said earlier, uh, I think that. Um, that uh, see if I heard this correctly, that you each kind of rotate or you're each editing um, a project. Um, like at a time is is that the case or everything goes to a single editor yeah so we have three full-time editors now that handle um okay so we have alex she handles minecraft Hmm. anthony and he handles arc uh one of our editors um and and one of the characters on the show john or apsro he is actually taking time off to animate for his channel 
so normally he would do like a lot of the cinematic stuff like gta stuff and within gta you've got the, the you've got the cinematic tools the gta um editor which you can keyframe camera movements you have complete control of that world which wow. is incredible hmm. and he was so good at that um but but he's taken some time to to work on some other things um i do you see a lot of uh guitars and stuff in the background i do a lot of music for the channel uh so most of what you see is for me is usually music That's cool. and um yeah the other guys um one of our guys is on a podcast and uh, and the other one is alternating with one of our other um editors on the seven days series hmm. so so the, the cinematic stuff takes takes the longest this right. is quite a quite a production yeah, for uh a for a gaming channel and, and all these folks are are working full-time yes so, so so you guys have really stumbled on on something um something um good here right like um we've always we've kind of done the math backwards right on this you know how many subscribers do you need how many views do you need to basically earn the equivalent of a um you know a middle class income and mm -hmm. you know i think the ballpark that we came up with was you know once you hit a million subscribers you can you can um live off of your channel but you guys have have produced a number of jobs for with you know 1.9 million yeah mm -hmm. not just for one person one creator it's a whole team so how long right. did it take you guys to the point where you know um at least one person or more was was earning their their living off the channel i want to say that six years ago is when everybody all the, the the main five of us just stopped doing our other jobs and went all in on Neebs Gaming. Wow! So so, so one point nine million today. You guys must have been in the low hundreds of thousands at the time. Yeah, like we were, we weren't making very much, but we were getting by. Uh -oh. Beginning and and I had a I had a pretty good corporate job at the time to where my last day at work I was sick to my stomach I was like please oh my god this is oh, the biggest yeah. leap of faith that I've ever taken <laughs> I'm gonna throw up uh -huh. and it paid off because you guys I mean you also have really the foundation of having a, a, a quite a large patreon um, uh, support there as well right patreon pays for our editors so those three uh, are, are being supported by our patrons who have been awesome we have a very very solid and supportive patreon group yeah and we try to we try to take care of them the best that we can um but they they pay for the editors and some of the other content that's that's non-gaming like we'll we'll still do some animation stuff based off games but obviously that costs more that costs more money to make and we'll outsource that to some really really good animators that are that are you know may, might be smaller channels on youtube but uh deserve you know way more than what they have yeah so you guys so uh, say you guys up uh tape an episode today um how how long until that video is actually published so you said it takes a week to produce but how far ahead are you guys working in advance uh we try to stay at least two weeks ahead but normally it's it's about a week so if we recorded an episode uh, for instance we recorded a seven days to die and a Minecraft yesterday. Those will come out next week. Hmm. And and so, he, and he, the, it's always on a set day. So Minecraft is always on Monday. <laughs> Seven days is always on Friday. Arc is always on Saturday. And then Sunday is kind of a, it's, it's usually a cinematic day, but 
it's it's a coin toss between some different stuff because we we sort of rotate some games. So you're going back and forth between Minecraft and Seven Days to Die, and a lot of like that's a pretty big, like I mean they have similarities, but genre-wise, the the theme is much different. Do you feel like your performances are affected by that kind of thing? Like depending on what game you're playing, how does your character change? Uh, they don't. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I think when we've been working together for so long, yeah, that that our personalities. I, I guess the character personalities, which are just very heightened uh, versions of us as real people, interact the same way. We we argue the same way, and we do things wrong the same way. <laughs> um, and you know, we yeah. we each have, have our strengths. We each have our strengths in certain areas. Uh, I've sort of ducked out of the Minecraft uh, world. Mm, yeah. I'm, not a big fan of playing it, and that's the nice thing is that if you if you don't have fun playing something, you don't have to play it. No one's forcing you, and we also want to be very authentic and not fake it because our audience can they can tell. Yeah, and it's hard I to mean, be like, enthusiastic. Oh, he doesn't like this. Yeah. So did you you didn't play on the one yesterday, or you you did, or you're gonna be ducking out, or? I think yesterday's was the first one that I wasn't in. And I might make some appearances here and there, but for the most part, I'm just, I, I came from the shooter genre. Yeah. Shooters and mm -hmm. like RPGs, that was, um, that was my genre. And we don't really do RPGs on the channel. And when we first started the channel, Battlefield, that, that's what made us who we are today. And uh, I still play shooters in my spare time. But uh, yeah, when there's, there, when there's games where there's a bit more action, and they don't look as cartoony. I'm yeah. I'm in on those. And and Ark's been a very um, a good uh, uh, category for you guys since they come out with so much so often. Uh, mm -hmm. You'll hopefully have continued success uh, with that, right? Yeah, yeah. They they just came out with Arc Genesis, which is a new map. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, several new weird. It's it's almost like different dimensions. It, it'll be different. Um, but we have to finish the current map that we're on, which we're going we're to take our time on that. There's no hurry uh, because, again, we can create the narrative. Yeah, you, right. guys, you guys aren't really trying to beat a game. You're, you're trying to make content with the game, right? I mean, I, I yeah, imagine just, you get to a, a <laughs> stopping point like uh, Conan, like you get to the end of the game, right? Yeah, um, we <laughs> Conan was really fun, and I, I would love to go back into that world but it seemed like it was a good time to end that and to actually beat the game, or at least one person <laughs> to beat the game. Uh, with Ark, we know that that's our our highest performing game or, or series, but we still just want to get in there and have fun. It's a sandbox, and you can just play all day. You don't really have to you know, get all the artifacts and beat whatever you have to beat. You can, you can go in there and do whatever you want I mean, I, I opened up a resort in there. <laughs> Do you feel like it's harder? Space is still available for sale if you're, oh, really? uh, if you're interested. Hmm. <laughs> Do you feel like it's like easier or harder to make a narrative from those like more open-ended games versus the ones that are like very like much more directed? Oh, it's much easier. I mean, the yeah. ones that are much more directed, they, they end up being play. They they're like playthroughs. It's like yeah. a let's play. So we're not able to really get into spectator. Uh, God of War was a, a good example where it's an amazing game that had such a fantastic story, score. Everything was perfect about that game. And we just played it. And 
it was me playing or one of the other guys playing and a couple of us were watching and just making comments and it they do they do fine but it's not the content we like to sink our te- our teeth into because yeah we can't control a lot of it once we can control right. things camera story then we were like kids in a candy store well, the happy mix of that is like uh, subnautica right you guys had a really yeah. really awesome storyline that made it make sense that there's more than one person on an abandoned uh planet and, and everything but the, the the playthrough there was really i mean i think i've watched quite a few different creators play through subnautica and uh, i i've watched you guys multiple times just because it's like it's it's not just the game you're we're enjoying you guys's um back and forth i guess that's really all the shows it's you guys bickering yeah yeah basically <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Subnautica was was unique in that it was a single player game, but we were able to make it seem like there was somebody else in there being, you know, someone from HQ. You guys, you guys got to start uh, Sub Zero. They, they got an expansion. You guys can continue that story. I guess, I guess that one's a little bit different. I don't, I don't know. There's a reason why we haven't done it. It's still in beta. I know that much. Yeah, so yeah, that's... and I, I don't think that there's an end yet. Maybe. Yeah. And I think that's what we're waiting on. I wanted to ask, like, how do you select your next game? Like, are you just gonna go with what's popular, or is there a certain criteria that a game has to meet? We don't go with what's popular. Okay. Um, we'd be playing Fortnite if we did that, and we, <laughs> we all don't like Fortnite. You are playing Minecraft uh, again, though. Come on. Oh God, <laughs> they like it. They like it. I I just can't. I yeah. can't. Uh, but yeah, we, we just keep an eye out for open world games, games where you can you can build, you can manipulate the world, or um, just have fun. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's that's what it boils down to. If we can if we can get in there, and you know, once again, going back to making a narrative and and also having fun, then you're going to get something good out of us. Or we think we're going to get something good. It's not always the case, but so, so there there are obvious qualities that you know are required when you're choosing the game, right? Like the those that you just mentioned of you know you have to enjoy it and you have to be able mm-hmm. to make content out of it. But from an audience perspective, does does the game really matter much, or do you finding that that people tune in really just to to because of, of you guys, uh, you know, as people, your how you interact with each other, your personalities, and really they'll watch whatever game you play, or or are people like I really only want to watch the Minecraft stuff or yeah, I think it's a combination of both. Uh, but but there are certain people that will not watch Minecraft, but they'll watch Ark or Seven Days. And I, I think, yeah, the majority of it is us. Uh, but I, I think you do have part of your audience that doesn't want to see you play a certain game, or they're just tired of, you know, what you do on Ark, or maybe they want to see, you know, something new. Um, but for the most part, people come for us. And sometimes I even say, because you'll have content creators that are just, they play a game for 30 minutes and that's what they upload. They don't do anything with it and they'll get 10 times more views than we will. Uh, but we put a ton of work into it and I almost equate it into like uh, decorating a birthday cake for a dog. Sometimes we put <laughs> so much work. It's like, like we almost overwork it. But at the end of the day, you have a really, really good product, even though a dog's going to eat it. 
That's yeah. <laughs> I uh, you know that's we what can drew, sleep at night go, doing that though. That's what drew me in. Uh, you know, is uh, is is really that cinematic part of it, and that of course intrigued me as a as a, a video producer of the just like oh how are they doing that oh that's clever. Uh, and, I mean even down to like uh, naming your dinosaurs after Patreon. Um, um, uh, so what are they called subscribers patrons patrons, patrons. oh patrons, yeah. yes I, I just, but but you know it's just clever being able to to pull that stuff in there uh like i said i i it, i wish that there was vehicles for regular video production in that same uh ease i guess and of course uh quality of entertainment i mean i it would take i think a lot more effort to script and it probably wouldn't be even nearly as fun and you need good actors to read those lines rather than uh an improv group which is really a lot of authentic real interactions right mm-hmm yeah. Can you I, imagine if, uh, like, Scorsese had a Patreon? He's like, hey, if uh, you <laughs> donate this much, I'll name a character after you. <laughs> People would you know, yeah, you know, I, I bet that actually already happens, but the, it's just not public. You know, you get it. Oh, get, gotcha. Like, yeah. You get an executive producer role and a character's named after you. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you there's some executive producers that totally have gotten themselves into stories just because they, they brought some money. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Funny story. When we did. We did a second season of Duralius and Associates, and we did we did a Kickstarter for it. And one of our top donors um, was uh, the I don't know if you, you've heard of it, the Aussie Man. Oh yeah, have you heard of that guy? He comments on yeah. I follow. And him. this He's is great. before he had a channel. Yeah. And we, our top donors, we actually drew them and put them <laughs> as extras. <laughs> so I think I don't know if I drew him or or I colored him. But I I did one of the one or both, and then he he became this like successful YouTuber, this content creator who's like interviewing The Rock and Kevin Hart, and Jack yeah, Black, and all those folks, which is awesome. He's a yeah. really really great guy. We reach out to him since, and yeah, that's he's, cool. He's down to collab. We just want to do something that makes sense. <laughs> you just got to get to Australia. I, I always like that he always uh, does introduces himself. This is my bloody face or swears or whatever. But I, I was like, <laughs> yeah. it's just it's fantastic, and it, it, like. It, his videos are so short too. It'd be like him talking about one viral video and then we mm-hmm. get a bunch of views on it. I'm like, man, I wish I was funny. Cause then I could actually do that. But, uh, that's, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty amazing what becomes successful on YouTube that wouldn't on any other platform in any other way. And you guys are, are making more traditional media, uh, you mm-hmm. know, with, with making stuff, I mean, down to, you know, uh, credits and, and that kind of stuff at the beginning of, of the show that, uh, you know, no one would even think of if they weren't in our generation, you know, the kids that are younger, what's credits, you know, what's a point yeah. of television, what's, you know, you don't understand any of that stuff. That's not even a reality for them. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I, I got a question here that might put you on the spot. If you don't have an answer for this, we'll just cut it out. Um, okay. but, but we tend to ask this kind of thing. So, um, if you had, a, a one like YouTube secret for, for our viewers and listeners about how they could better run their, their YouTube channel, aside from, uh, the, the sort of common, um, thing that we get which is you know be yourself on camera or whatever it was upload every day yeah um what's your secret what's your one secret to youtube success Mm, i don't know i mean you just have the i guess the the common ones that are consistency make sure it's i don't know because there's there's people out there that are just uploading whatever and (laughs) their sound is terrible and i don't think there's really a recipe it's just it depends on our end we want to be consistent we want everything to sound right it's got to be perfect and if it's not and you upload something and there's a black frame in there 
Like, oh, no. you'll hear it for days. <laughs> oh, yeah? So, People yeah, put in yeah. That, I'll, I'll, I'll say this right now. Uh, I stay in my lanes. Like, I'm the worst editor out of the whole team. And, I, I mean, I can still do the cinematic stuff, but the other guys are so good at it and just have really, it, they have it down. Um, but if there's a questionable decision from anyone, and this keeps everybody on their toes, it's it's like you have to bring your best. So, I, and I guess that's it. Just uh, do your best work when no when you think no one's looking, you know? Uh-huh. You and go. make sure it's consistent, I guess, right? So you, Consistency. Obviously, you're and, all, go ahead. And, I, and, and one more thing, uh, be, be engaged. I see people upload videos all the time, and I don't see any comments from them uh, within the comments or on Twitter or or on Facebook. And I look at social media differently. I look at Facebook as a billboard, uh, Twitter as a conversation, Instagram as behind the scenes. So you have, with Twitter, it's all these short conversations. I think the engagement there, it all flows um, you know, really nice between all mediums. And YouTube, especially when you're engaged within your YouTube comments, that is going to really solidify your community. So if you can build a community, if you can build a culture within your channel, so so they're just not watching content, they're a part of the of the community, then you're going to have more success. You guys are lucky too because it doesn't seem the comments are, are terribly mean. In uh, uh, your guys, I'm sure they were probably at one point, uh, and, and maybe you have now. They have defenders within there that'll that'll take up the cause, so you guys don't have to in that way. But I, I, I mean, we don't we don't get lots of views on on our stuff, but still, the mean comments still burn really hard. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's like I sh- I just want to ignore this, but it's probably best to not. See, I, I have no soul. So. <laughs> So, and, and most of the mean comments come to me because I'm sort of the asshole on the channel. Sure. <laughs> there you go. But, but yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I think you have to have that. And again, it's kind of a heightened part of my personality, even though like I'm a friendly person. Like when you get into a gaming situation, I'm probably the competitive guy and the guy who's going <laughs> to get mad about stuff a little quicker. And, uh, but That's but drama. overall, we have a like insanely positive community. Totally. And we get we get stories all the time about people who have met within the community and they're engaged, they're getting married, they're inviting us to their wedding and we can't go, but uh, we send them a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's insane. Like, again, we know their stories, the, the ones that have been there for so long. And, and you know, we're doing live events and meetups uh, like we've we've done RTX. And then obviously last year we had our own live event here in Wilmington, North Carolina. We're doing it again and also planning a West Coast event. Ooh, I'll um, go to the West Coast and, one. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be in. Uh, this is a leak, by the way. Nice. Uh, we're going to be in Utah. Utah. That's as far All west right. as we can go legally. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying why. <laughs> uh, I can't. Uh, <laughs> Utah. I don't know. Uh, That's not really the west. Fact, <laughs> the fact that we've that we know their faces. Yeah. I, I mean, like, yeah, we know them. We stay engaged with them and. That's the secret to our success, I guess, is yeah. is staying engaged, know your audience, know them well. I think that's a, a really good tip. Yeah, for sure. That's really kind of the strength of of independent online media generally, I guess, right? Right. That, that you can mm-hmm. do that. Jimmy Fallon can't do that. No. <laughs> okay. Good luck to him, though. He seems to... 
you know, he's trying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's working for him. I think he has a future. Uh, yeah. And, you know, of course, the Good payola, the payola to YouTube uh, from uh, oh, yeah, NBC, this, that, that sure helps too, right? Mm. Okay. All right, Tony. Well, we're just uh, about out of time. So uh, thanks for joining us. Um, I guess if anyone wants to uh, check out Neebs Gaming, it looks like, I, you know, you guys are pretty easy to find if you just Google Neebs Gaming, all of your things mm. pop up. But is there anywhere else you want to send people uh, to, to your personal social media or, or anything like that? Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's twitter.com forward slash Neebs official, uh, facebook.com forward slash Neebs Gaming, and Neebs Gaming on Instagram. So those are the only other places besides YouTube. I would just, you know, go to YouTube first, watch all of our content and give it a chance. All over a thousand videos now. Watch every one of them and all the way to the end. And then decide if you just like them after that. Like it. Yeah. Yeah. Just make a decision after the first thousand. Whether you want to keep watching. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've watched all thousand, but I've definitely watched quite a few of those over and over again. So uh -huh. we You'll really appreciate your, uh, I'll check your content. I'll in Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Tony, thanks so much for giving us some of your time. Yeah. All thank right, you. thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. See ya. Thanks again to Tony of Neebs Gaming for joining us. You can check out their channel at Neebs Gaming on YouTube. You can go to Neebs Gaming on Facebook if you want to follow them there, or on Twitter at Neebs Official. For Nicole Lajeunesse, Chris Monlux, and everyone here at Video Maker, I'm Mike Wilhelm, and you've been listening to the Video Maker Podcast. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>